Chapter 14 Burt Reynolds Jake and Daryl walked out of the large doors to the even more aggressively large parking circle that stood at the front of the mansion. A vintage Ferrari and next year's Bentley were parked in stark contrast next to Jake's 1977 Pontiac Trans Am. Jake's car was an American classic, to be sure, but in the condition it was in, it could only be classified as a classic piece of shit. The iconic Firebird decal was long gone, and what once was black was now a dark gray from sun damage. Rust holes in the hood added a unique aerodynamic quality. Clearly, this was not the bandit's mint condition Trans Am, but Jake loved it. It was his giant fuck you to society. Thanks to Max's little jobs that Jake did from time to time, he could afford a pristine version of this car, but this personified him to a T. Nothing got him hornier than pulling up outside of an exclusive nightclub in Hollywood in a huge cloud of exhaust, as wannabe actors and models of both sexes waited in line, looking on in disgust as a crappy car pulled up outside their mecca of all things superficial. Jake would jump out of the car through the window like he was a duke from Hazard County, tossing his keys to the valet before high-fiving all the security and strolling in like he owned the place. Meanwhile, the beautiful people standing in line looked on like idiots with their mouths agape. The only thing Jake was superficial about was women. He never denied that, but he never treated anyone different based on whatever his or her deal was, mostly because in the future he might want to fuck them, and thus his mantra was, don't fuck up today what you could fuck tomorrow. Jake looked up to the fading afternoon sun. His obligations had been met, and his life was back in his hands. He loved this feeling more than anything. There was nothing that could beat a lazy day in bed, wasting his free time. I want you to do this job with me, Jake. You feel me? Daryl asked as they approached the car. I don't do that shit anymore, man, Jake said, waving goodbye to that idea. Besides, you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's bullshit. I've seen you do some really top-notch bruising, Daryl replied, obviously trying to stroke Jake's ego. Hell, you fucking laid out more punks than I have. That was in the past, brother, Jake said, stopping to face Daryl. I've moved on. I try to keep my hands in things that don't require me getting shot at anymore. I understand, man. It's just, with this kind of short notice, it's going to be a bitch to find someone I trust. Daryl explained with a hint of concern. I don't want to have to do this all by my fucking self. I'm sorry, I can't help you, but Max is tight, Jake reassured Daryl. He's a rich guy with lots of friends and even more enemies. He has made me a fortune doing some really mundane tasks for him. Keep him happy and you'll be rolling in money in no time. That's why I hooked you up, buddy. I trust you not to let me look like a fuckwit. I appreciate that, man. I just got a bad feeling about this. Daryl insisted as he stopped in the middle of the parking circle. If I didn't need the cash, I'd have passed in a fucking second. I fucking hate those motherfuckers. They think they own you and the worst part about it, they do. There's nothing worse than having to bow down to an asshole like that. Jake looked to the ground and nodded slowly. He was taking in what Daryl was saying. He created this air of nonchalance and indifference to everyone he came in contact with, but where his friends were concerned, his true friends, he shelved the act and was front and center with his attention. Look, D-dubs, it's not too late, Jake said sincerely as he looked back at the mansion. I'll give you a loan if you need, it's no problem. 
I'll take the money in the box back to Max right now and cancel the deal. I don't give a fuck. We can just go get wasted like old times. I can't do that to you, man. Besides, I don't want to owe you money. Daryl said with a grin. You'd be calling me every day trying to get that check even before it's due. By the way, how much cheese did fucking Bigfoot give you back there? I don't know, Jake said with a wink. Maybe enough for a nice bottle of scotch and some blow. Blotch CD! Daryl and Jake suddenly harmonized together. They both laughed at one of their old inside jokes. Their friendship was built on that type of shit. Fuck off, man. I know you're drinking that fucking Cuddy Sark. There was a lot more than a $25 handle in that envelope, Daryl said, trying to grab at the front of Jake's jeans. Hand it over. Jake jumped away like a giggling schoolgirl. He had fucking missed Daryl and these interactions. They were such an important part of his life. He was bummed at himself for not being more available. Daryl offered his hand up to shake in an arm wrestle pose, but Jake dodged the hand and went in for a full hug. My nut, Jake started with a grin. Don't you fucking say it, Daryl spat through clenched teeth. It wasn't because Jake was white, though that was a pretty good reason. Jake knew Daryl hated the N-bomb. His mother had programmed him to hate it by slapping him upside the head every time he had used it in front of her. Just fucking with you, Jake chuckled. Jake had never used the word either. It wasn't his word. It didn't feel right to use it. It was akin to bragging. It was empty and awkward, not to mention racist coming out of a white guy. One day you're going to fuck with me into giving you an uppercut, Daryl said. Ooh, you think you can take me, motherfucker? Jake said, taking a boxer stance and dancing around Daryl like Muhammad Ali. With the speed of a cobra, Daryl reached through Jake's defenses, grabbed him by the front of his shirt and brought him close. See? You got this, Jake said, brushing the imaginary lint off Daryl's shoulder. You can call me if it goes south. I'll be there in a heartbeat. Daryl smiled and let him go. Jake patted himself down, making sure there weren't more injuries to deal with. The punch Daryl had given him earlier had actually hurt, but he'd never tell Daryl that. Jake darted away towards the Trans Am and leaped over the door and into the driver's seat. Man, when are you going to get these fucking doors fixed? Daryl asked as he followed suit. What do you mean? I purposely got them welded shut so this was the only way in or out, Jake said as he giggled. It's fucking awesome. With both of them seated in the car, Daryl turned to look at Jake. So, so with those diamonds, bro, Daryl asked, his eyes practically bulging. Oh man, it's a whole thing, Jake said, sticking the key into the ignition. Some slut got fucked, some diamonds went missing, and I hung up my black gloves. Daryl nodded. He knew there was more to the story than Jake was letting on, but he decided he would wait till they were nice and drunk to get the full story out of him. At Killing Jake Old friends are like amazing fucks. You never forget how good they feel. Hashtag broskies.